Welcome to the Gospel Addict Podcast. I'm Greg Bryan. And I'm Jim Resky. We're gospel addicts because we believe the gospel of Jesus isn't just good news, it's the best news ever. We're addicted to the gospel because it doesn't just start us out in the Christian life, it is the Christian life. Join us as we look at the Bible through the lens of the gospel. Thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the Gospel Addict Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Bryan, and I'm excited. I'm joined today with two authors of a book called Finding Grace, the inspiring true story of therapy dogs bringing comfort, hope, and love to a hurting world. It's a powerful true story of what God can do through a willing heart and a wagging tail. Larry Randolph and Jennifer Bleakley, welcome to the show. And I want to start with you, Larry. What inspired you to write Finding Grace? Well, for years, uh, you know, in the last, to 2007, uh, for 13 years, uh, I had been uh, starting this ministry called Canines for Christ. And over those years, I had some amazing experiences of what the the ministry does with uh, dogs and how it brings people's hope from the darkness and how dogs can bring light into many different situations through using them as a vessel. And so one day I, I'd always thought about a book, but you know, with your time and, and everything, you don't know how to do it. I got a call from a publisher, Tyndale, and they asked me if I would like to be interested in writing a book. Well, so the, the bells went off in my mind and sure enough, uh, I said, why don't we do that? But I need help. And they, they brought me this gifted writer, Jen Bleakley, who's a masterful storyteller, to help me write the journeys of what I'd experienced over those years. And it's been a really uh, touching experience to, to go through those uh, testimonies and those day in and day out things. That, and the thing that I had done over these years is I'd written a journal every day. So how do you remember what you did in 2008? or 2010. It's hard to, but I had written down all the visits I had gone on to, who I saw, what we accomplished, uh, what God did, and then prayed afterwards. So I had the opportunity to go back to my journals and then give that Jen that information. And she put it into this beautiful story format that is, uh, that is really a blessing to see how uh, these dogs, uh, uh, we call them uh, Jesus with fur, have been able to go out and uh, open the door so that our volunteers can share God's message of love and hope and compassion to people. So it's been an unbelievable story, journey with Jen and how this uh, this book we believe is going to touch the lives of of millions of people at one stage or another and to, to uh, get them to walk closer with Christ. And that's the objective of this. I love it. I love it. And I want to we're going to hear more about some of those stories that you mentioned. We'll, we'll dive into those. But Jen, let me turn to you and ask you, who do you think is going to benefit from reading this book? I'm, I mean, I honestly, I'll say anyone, but um, especially dog lovers, um, especially people just hungry for hope and for just comfort to feel like they're seen. Um, Larry and I worked hard to, there's so many stories. Part of the problem with writing this book was it could have been, you know, 900 pages long. And 
Um, there's just so many stories that we could have told. And so trying to pick and choose the ones that that showed a good overview where that we could invite the reader to see themselves in one of the stories. But um, so many of them have a theme of just someone needing and, and just wanting to be seen. And oftentimes it was a dog who saw them, who helped them realize that God saw them too. So I think anybody looking for hope, anyone craving to be seen, and certainly dog lovers or anyone that's ever known the love of a dog. That's great. And you know, our culture is facing so many challenges right now, especially coming out of COVID. Um, the rise of mental health, the rise of anxiety. I mean, um, so um, do you think this book's going to help people? Um, it maybe even inspire them to, to um, allow a, a, a dog to minister to them. Well, dogs have, uh, go ahead, Jen. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I, I definitely do. I think that, and, and Larry can speak to this more, but just seeing people connect with an animal. I think the benefit of therapy dogs and therapy animals in general is that they help people experience that unconditional love. You don't have, you don't feel like you have to wear the mask or pretend to be okay. You can just be as you are, which is ultimately what points us to God himself, that he invites us to come as we are. And, um, and so I think that's such a beautiful gift that animals give us and why I feel like therapy dogs and animals in general just offer such a gift, especially right now with the world the way that it is. And I'm, I'm sure Larry from being on the ground would concur. <laughs> well, dogs have a, uh, what we call unconditional love. I mean, just like Christ. I mean, they don't care if you're six feet eight or five feet two, or, you know, if you're, they don't care. They just look at you as a, as a, a person that they want to love or care for. And it can be a, a family member. It can be uh, their master, or it can be a stranger. Uh, if a therapy dog is trained to do that. And most dogs have that gift of, I believe that spiritual gift or that, that, uh, that, that soul, soulful gift inside of them that they can respond to people in need. How many times have your dogs responded to you when you're down or you don't feel bad, feel good, or, or, or you're, uh, you have a cold and they want to just come up and sit in your lap or lay next to you and rub up against you. That's their way of saying, Hey, pet me. It's going to be okay. And you know what? It's particularly in the COVID situation where we had so many people isolated uh, and lonely because they were not around other human beings. Lots of people adopted dogs then because they wanted that companionship. They wanted that feeling of uh, of being around uh, an animal that loved them and without any prejudice that, or any unconditional feeling. So, uh, it's a there's so many benefits to pet therapy. Uh, I can list list a few. This uh, lowers anxiety, for example, uh, reduces loneliness, encourages communication. It reduces boredom. Uh, it provides comfort when you when you don't feel well. Uh, decreases feelings of isolation and alienation. It lowers your blood pressure. There's a, 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 a an endorphin that's released in your body when you pet an animal. It's called oxytocin, and when that chemical is released, you feel warm and you just feel good about yourself. Even when you're feeling negative about yourself, when you pet the dog or you pet the animal, that feeling just starts to take over and it makes you feel good. So 
God has given us these animals for a purpose. And uh, I believe that, you know, God has a sense of humor, but when he gave man the right to name animals in Genesis, man named dog, he named this four-legged creature dog, and he spelled it D-O-G. Now, why would God have this, this amazing thought in his mind? That's my name. Spell backwards, G-O-D, okay? God and dog. So how about that? He has blessed these animals, and he's using them for his glory. And that's what we do in this ministry, is we use them to, to be a vessel. We just want them to open the door, because when people, we have a living world where nobody wants to talk to each other, or you're scared of talking to somebody, or, or uh, you're just afraid of, of what somebody's going to say, but they'll talk to the dog first. You bring a dog into a building, you bring them into a nursing home or a hospital, they want to see the dog first. They don't even really care too much about you, but they'll pet the dog first. That opens the door, that breaks the ice, that makes it easier to people to talk then. And it's amazing. We've had people, Greg, that have never been in ministries before because they're afraid, they're scared to talk to people, but they'll do it with their dog. And you'd be surprised how how much they want to talk because the dog is there sitting and it just makes it so much easier for them. So it's a wonderful way of witnessing to people and sharing God's love. That's great. Well, I, I love dogs. I've been blessed by, you know, I'll never forget, uh, you know, when I was like nine years old, uh, when my parents allowed me to get a dog and, and, uh, I remember the first night we brought him home, he fell asleep right between my legs, you know, as a little kid. And, and uh, I bonded with with that was a miniature schnauzer named Pepper. And then uh, and then I've had, you know, I've had many dogs uh, in the course of my my life. I, I love them so much. And and uh, I, I agree with what you're saying. But Larry, uh, before you got into this ministry, uh, you were in commercial real estate. Is that correct? Correct. I was in commercial real estate uh, uh, and. Uh, didn't very active in the business of commercial real estate, uh, uh, had uh, no knowledge of therapy dogs. And I was uh, very active in a full life of uh, business. And my wife and I had some grandkids and we were kind of uh, doing our single nested thing. And uh, as we were working, but uh, God had another plan for me. And uh, in the whole theme of this book, Greg is about faith and obedience. How if you trust God and take one step forward, a leap of faith, how lives can change. And there'll be there'll be detours along the way. And there certainly were in this book, right, Jen? Yep. <laughs> but if if you stay the course and you just get back, let him pull you back on from the detour on that path, then amazing things can happen. And it's happened. And, but anybody can do this. It's not just me. I'm just got somebody that God chose. But anybody that reads this book, if they just take this step forward and let God work through them, anything can happen. And that's the whole purpose of what we want people to see. Don't give up. You can do this. Keep keep moving forward in your goal of life, whatever that is. So I would love to hear more about the story itself of how you went from being 
a successful commercial real estate executive to starting your own ministry. Um, can you share a little bit about that story? Yeah, sure. That's well, this has all happened in uh, uh, 2007. Uh, one morning, uh, you know, I'd always, not, many years in my adult life, I'd gotten up very early in the morning before my wife and gotten a cup of coffee and, and did a daily devotional. I'd get up and read the Bible and study and before I got ready to go to work. So the same thing, one morning in August of 2007, um, uh, I was reading and studying, and all of a sudden, I uh, had this prompting from God. It was so clear. It was like, stop, do everything. Stop, put your Bible down. Therapy dogs. The word therapy dogs came into my mind. Wow. What's that? What What does that mean? <laughs> you know? You never thought of, a, you'd, never, you'd never even thought of that before. Well, I, yeah, well, yeah, well, this is a back, a back story too, but uh, yes and no. Uh, uh, years before, uh, in when I was going through some very hard times, uh, my uh, daughters had given me a, a basset hound named Gus. And Gus was uh, one of those dogs that was, what, so we're talking about going through isolation. I was in kind of an isolation time of my life. I'd gone through a divorce and a bankruptcy and was really on the downside. And uh, that dog, through God's grace, got me through it, okay? Mm -hmm. But at one point in time, uh, when I was walking the dog, that dog, Gus, I ran into a therapy dog group. And this was years before. And uh, we went out on a couple of visits, but that was totally years and years before I had gotten, a th you know, on, on this message from God. So it didn't, but the, when they said therapy dogs, it didn't really register me. What do you want me to do? You know, okay, how do, how do I put this all together? So uh, he said, uh, he said, just trust me, you, you do what I ask you to do and I'll guide you every single step of the way. And so my wife came down from the uh, the bedroom, and and I told her, I said, you know, Susan, God told me to, uh, to we should do something with therapy dogs. She said, what is that? <laughs> so we we didn't even have a dog, Greg. You didn't no have dog. a dog. Wow. I have a dog. Dogless. So I said, God, you know, I don't have a dog. Are you sure you're not talking to my neighbor? Because he's got a big dog. No, he says you. He says this is a story that you're gonna uh, that you're you're gonna have, and if you trust me, you watch and see what's gonna happen. So we ended up uh, borrowing a dog. Our daughter had a dog, a, a big beautiful golden retriever named Cody. And so I asked her. I said, "Can we borrow your dog?" to go out on visits. And we didn't know anything about going out on visits or how to set it up or anything. So over, over a period of time, this all unfolded in aspect of, uh, uh, of uh, people seeing us, uh, God blessing it, uh, churches getting involved, organizations hearing about us, uh, the uh, uh, many different groups that wanted to, us to tell them about the story. So. So from that beginning in that 2007, we have started with no dog. Now we have over a thousand volunteers uh, throughout the world and in uh, 38 states and six foreign countries. So it's been a truly God story. It's amazing. Jennifer, how did you take 
it sounds like an immense amount of information um and condense it into into this this succinct book How, you know that, that must have been incredibly challenging it sounds like larry took very good notes on his life he did. I mean, honest <laughs> to goodness, like the ideal co-author for a project when, when he started referencing his journals and I thought maybe one or two, but the man has just stacks of, of journals and then ask volunteers to submit stories. So I, I mean, there's enough information in there for, you know, at least 10 different books, but um, much like what y'all are doing with your podcast, which I love where you're just kind of tracing that gospel thread throughout the Bible trying to do something similar with this, just find the the story thread through all of it, which really was in my mind when it was all kind of boiled down. It's it's a look at what it looks like to just say one simple yes to God and and the fruit that can come from that, whether it's, you know, a, a ton of of volunteers and people, or if it's just affecting one person was kind of irrelevant, you know, it, it's just, it's obeying what God calls you to do. And um, so it was, it was following that thread and um, then just trying to take a snapshot and give the reader just a good sense of, of what the ministry looked like at different stages and all, but it, it was like putting together a puzzle that you had, you know, 200,000 pieces, but you needed only like 10,000. <laughs> so wow. it was, it was a lot of emails, a lot of phone calls, um, a couple of zoom calls where I think we exhausted poor Larry and Susan, but uh, we got there. <laughs> and you titled the book yeah. finding grace. And it's my understanding. There's a, one of the, uh, there's a dog named Gracie, right? Now was that oh, yes. Gracie? Was yeah. Gracie like the first official therapy dog, Larry? Well, uh, the uh, the first dog was the Bara dog okay. that we just on as a Bara dog. We didn't really have a dog of our own, so and that dog was Cody. And uh, uh, but you know, when you start something, you don't know realistically how it's going to go i mean you you think you pray and you ask god for his direction but you know things could set that back and you know per, uh, medical re number of reasons so we were uh not going to get a dog until we kind of knew where we were standing with the ministry and it started but it started growing and so uh we were had the opportunity one day greg when we were coming out of the va hospital uh, a lady saw us and said what are y'all doing and we told her about the ministry and how we we serve people through God, through the dogs. And they said, well, I've got a white Labrador retriever breeder that I'd like to introduce you to. And I, she's a Christian. And I believe that she might give you a, a lab, a white lab. And so uh, we visited her and she had this little fluff ball. Uh, and she said, this is the most calmest puppy I've had in my litters. And I think she'd be a fantastic therapy dog. And, but would you mind naming her Grace? And I said, God's free gift. I said, that's the name. So we got her, Gracie. And she was eight weeks old when we got her. And I'll tell you something, I'm not demeaning any other person's dog. This dog, that dog has been the most amazing animal. Although she just recently died a couple of months ago, almost 15 she hit. But the doors that she opened for me and other people to share the love of Christ in the most dangerous and 
hard places to get into and see was amazing. I mean, she was not afraid and so gentle. People would come up to Jen knows her. She's met her. They would just see the regalness and the gentleness in this dog, in her face and her demeanor. And it was, they, they would gravitate to her. It was powerful. And I believe God created her for a purpose. I'm very strong on believing that animals are in heaven. And I think that mm -hmm. this, this dog, I believe is sitting at the feet of Christ right now for all the service that she's done while her life was here. And so uh, that's what we got in that little baby dog, eight, eight weeks old, served her purposely um, her life in a, a very wonderful way of serving God. And uh, it was a beautiful thing. So, uh, but you know what? It's not only about, we have many dogs like that now throughout the ministry. There's the stories of all different types of breeds that we we have uh, that are therapy dogs that are wonderful with people and how they serve God in that capacity too. I just happen to have the the, the most beautiful dog in the world. <laughs> yeah, now, was was Grace like? Was she also like your personal dog? She lived in your home and. Yes, yes, yes. She was a, a personal dog and, uh, uh, you know, was and with her me everywhere. Picture, was... By the way, people that buy your book, there's lots of pictures, right? Lots of pictures of your, your yes. dogs and, and the impact that they're making. And um, so just want our viewers to see? know that. Yeah, that's, you that's that? the cover, huh? I... What, a, yeah. what, a, what a gorgeous, gorgeous animal. And I share your thoughts on... Um, I mean, I, 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 I believe um, uh, that we're our pets will be in heaven as well. And I also wonder if they'll communicate with us, like if they talk, um, because and I, I kind of get that because before the fall, a snake, a snake talked, and nobody, nobody uh, was astounded by it. Nobody was surprised by it. And then and in a the donkey, Bible, a God donkey spoke in the Old Testament. God, and... God, it says that God opened the donkey's mouth. It wasn't, he didn't put words into the donkey's mouth. The yeah. donkey spoke. Yeah. And so I I think that one of the, the effects of sin, the effects of the fall of man, is that he shut animals' ability to communicate with us. Mm -hmm. And uh and I I yes. uh I, I I share that belief that uh that we're going to, you know, uh, just like he's going to redeem us and, and we're going to be our best selves. Um, we're going to be more alive there than we are now. Um, I think Amen. our animals, it'll be true with our animals too. Um, so, so that's, that's a really, that's a kind of really cool thing to think about, but, um, do you have a favorite personal story, um, of how a therapy dog has helped someone? It, both of you, you can want to, you know, maybe you each have a story or. There's a lot of them in the book, but there's one that is not in the book. I have so many of them. I, Jen can't get them all because it's just be like five books. But uh, there was one uh, that always makes me smile because uh, uh, it, it, it's a story about uh, God opening up a man's brain in his heart to what we were doing. It's a man in the hospital. He was a, a veteran and he had, he had suffered from a fall. He was a, a, an older fellow and he had fell off a ladder and he became a quadriplegic. And we would, would visit him all the time and he couldn't speak. 
He was always angry, it seemed like, his frown. But we'd bring Gracie in, and he would love to Gracie. He would always want to pet her, and he would always want to, you know, feel her, and just kind of, it was beautiful to see her, see that. But he would never speak, and we would always talk to him, and many times we would sing Jesus Loves Me, and, and to many patients, but we did it to, a lot to him. After months and months, we were visiting him on, for on another time, and we were getting ready to walk out of the room where he was, and we heard this voice and this song, and he was. We turned around, he was smiling, and he was singing, "Jesus loved me." Now he hadn't spoken before that. The wow. the staff came in there and they said his name was Wayne. He says Wayne has never talked before since he's been here, and he certainly has never spoken or sung a song. So. That is, a, we, we, we just said, thank you, Jesus, because that was a, how would he do that? I mean, God, let that dog and let us go in there to minister to him in that way so that he could feel the presence of Christ. So there's lots of stories like that, that uh, how people's lives through the dogs and through Christ, of course, in the presence of him has been able to, uh, to uh, say, change different uh, people's dimension and how they feel and how they respond. So yes, many stories like that. That's a great one. Jen, do you have one that as you were writing that uh, continues to, you continue to reflect on? There's several, but the one that, that bubbled up when you asked the question was the one when Larry took Gracie to the courthouse and there was a, a young girl that had to testify um, and and her abuser was in the courtroom, correct, Larry? And the fact that Gracie studied that little girl and sat in front of her so that that she could look at Gracie and not her abuser. And that to me was just such a beautiful picture of Christ and how he stands before us or will at the judgment day and just such a beautiful symbolism but also just the the what a therapy dog can do in such a moment of stress and fear and how god can work through a dog to calm and steady even a child facing something they never should have to face thanks for listening to this episode of the gospel addict podcast feel free to contact us via email at gospeladdictpodcast at gmail.com stay tuned for our next episode and remember on your worst days, you're never beyond the reach of God's grace. And on your best days, you're never beyond the need of God's grace. See you next time.